Long Walk to Freedom by Nelson Mandela. One sentence summary. Long Walk to Freedom is the autobiography of Nelson Mandela, South African anti-apartheid activist, national icon, and the first South African black president, elected in the first fully democratic election in the country. My favorite quote from the author is, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Nelson Mandela I have a lot of heroes. Writers, creatives, entrepreneurs, actors, academics. You name a field, I can tell you a person I admire in it. People who chose themselves. There's no shortage of them and plenty of opportunity to get inspired. However, sometimes, maybe once or twice a year, I learn about a person who did something I can't even comprehend. An achievement so big, an act of defiance so massive, I can't even remotely understand how a human being can do such a thing. Earlier this year, Viktor Frankl was one such example. Surviving for over three years in places where every day dying was more likely than living, I can't even imagine the scenario. With Nelson Mandela, it's the same. In his struggle against apartheid, the racial segregation of blacks and whites in South Africa, he spent 26 years in prison, from 1964 to 1990. That's almost 10,000 days. Can you imagine going to sleep in a place that has nothing but a mat on the floor and a bucket in the corner and waking up every morning to grueling work, mostly crushing stones, for 10,000 days and nights in a row? Me neither. That's why there's so much to learn from the life of Nelson Mandela, and that's exactly what we will do. I try to draw three high-level lessons from his biography. Here they are. 1. Your best bet at finding true freedom is education. 2. If you want to be remembered, you must learn to challenge authority. 3. It's most important that you don't give up right after your biggest setback. Would you like to be mentored by Nelson Mandela? Well, this is as close as it gets. Let's do this. Long Walk to Freedom Lesson 1. Education holds the key to freedom. This answers the question, what does Nelson Mandela see as the key to freedom? As I was reading through these blinks, the theme of violence versus non-violence kept coming up. It probably feels natural to focus on the violent protests and Nelson Mandela's attitude towards violence as a justified means in desperate times. But if you look beyond those, you'll see that Nelson Mandela was as committed to education as very few people are. He was the first person in his family to go to school, which is also where his teacher, Miss Midigane, gave him his British name Nelson. The reason for which he never found out, but guessed it had something to do with Lord Nelson. From the very start of his education, Nelson Mandela realized that this was the true path to freedom. He studied so hard that he finished his junior certificate at Helltown College within two years, instead of the usual three. At 19 years old, he then attended Fort Hare College, where he studied English, politics, anthropology, native administration, and law. That is, until he got expelled for supporting a major student boycott two years later. Speaking of which... Long Walk to Freedom, Lesson 2 the only way to be remembered is to learn to challenge authority. This answers the question, what if I want to leave behind a big legacy? How can I achieve this? 
Having learned and developed strong opinions about social injustice as a little child already, while attending tribe meetings with his father, it wasn't long before Nelson started challenging authority. For example, at Fort Hare, he and fellow students decided freshmen weren't represented well in the House Committee, so they elected their own. After garnering support from other freshmen, they told the warden they would resign if he overruled them, causing a riot among students, so their committee was granted to stand. Nelson was lucky in that he learned this lesson very early in his life, so challenging authority came natural to him. For most of us, it doesn't. I swam with the current for most of my life, so the habit of breaking the status quo was one I acquired and still am learning. However, if you think about the people you admire, how many of them would you describe as obedient, normal, authority-abiding people? Zero. We don't remember the yes-men and the quiet followers. We remember the rebels, the ruckus causers, the troublemakers. If you want to be remembered after you're gone, you'll have to learn to challenge what's the norm. By the way, Nelson Mandela's real African tribe name was Roli Halala, which means troublemaker. Long Walk to Freedom, Lesson 3. The most important time to practice is right after your biggest loss. This answers the question, if you have a very crazy goal and you have a big failure, what should you do? In 1964, after being convicted of high treason for conspiring to violently overthrow the government, Nelson Mandela was sentenced to life in prison. A quote-unquote lucky outcome, considering high treason, was usually punished with a death sentence at the time. And this is the unfathomable part of Mandela's story. Right after his most devastating setback, the ultimate failure, the moment most people would give up and say it's all over, he got right back to practice. He kept up the fight. Over the 26 years he spent in prison, he'd never stop educating himself, and he'd never stop challenging authority. Initially, he was allowed just one visitor and one letter every six months. But Nelson held on to his beliefs. For example, when all prisoners were given shorts to wear, Mandela spoke to the warden in protest, as he thought shorts were indecent clothing for African men. After two weeks of heavy protesting, the guards gave in. Over time, the prisoners managed to get their hands on books and magazines too, eventually even getting the guards on their side in protests about the horrible conditions in the prison, which led to improvements for everyone. My personal takeaways from Long Walk to Freedom for 2017. Okay, so first of all, there's also a movie about Nelson Mandela and his life, which is called Mandela, I believe. I think it's just called Mandela. Uh, or Mandela Long Walk to Freedom, not sure. But if you're interested in learning more about him in a short time, I think that's a good way to go. Usually biograph biographical movies are really, really good if they're produced by a big studio. Because they usually try to follow the book or autobiography fairly closely. So as I said, I mean, this man is insanely impressive. I can't think of something remotely comparable. Maybe Gandhi is comparable in with a salt margin, everything he did. That was pretty crazy. Um, and to, to go that far in terms of disregarding rules with nonviolence. Um, as I said, Viktor Frankl, another one who uh, survived in concentration camps in, in Nazi Germany for, th for three years and came out and became one of the world's most renowned psychologists. Um, but yeah, I mean, these 
as I said, these stand out even amongst all the people I think are inspiring, which is quite a lot of them, actually. Um, let's go through the lessons again, because like I read his story, basically, in Blinks, and then I... I pulled out these lessons on a, met, a sort of meta level, right? Whenever I read a biography, I try to look at the whole life of the person and I think, hmm, like what three themes did that person make the person they were and how can I possibly learn from that and maybe make those themes part of my life as well so I have a chance at doing something that is remotely as much worth remembering as what they've done. <clears throat> So your best bet at finding true freedom is education. Um, I mean, it feels like Nelson Mandela realized this. He went off track for a while. And then when he was in prison, he did the same thing again and read a lot of books and studied and so on. Um, and I think recently, this week, I've been talking with two friends, two different friends now, about the fact that I'm super happy, I'm super fulfilled inside, uh, I feel like I don't need anyone or anything to be happy. Um, I feel really good. And two people have asked me this week as I was talking about that with them. Like, how did you get there? And I'm like, that's a really good question. So I did a lot of learning, did a lot of experimenting, self-improvement, reading and so on, reflection. So actually, I think education might be the answer to that one, right? You, If you constantly ask questions... Um, read and learn do something new and creative every single day i think the part of that is that the practice itself breeds happiness because it's a useful activity and you learn something from that and you get meaning out of making that progress and getting that feel of progress but then there's also the whole reflection part where you get to know yourself really really well and i think self-awareness is the precondition for happiness anyways one of the biggest ones so Education truly does hold the key to freedom because freedom and happiness are very associated. And so it's not just like education is the, the key to sort of financial freedom or right making a lot of money, um, achieving the lifestyle you want, whatever that is. That's much more obvious, right? That, that you need to learn to get there. But that you actually might need to learn to be happy I think that's a much deeper insight and that's one thing that we can take away from Mandela. Second, the only way to be remembered is to learn to challenge authority. <laughs> Man, I have a great story about that. So just today a friend told me he was back at home where my high school is. He went to a local festival and there were two people that trashed me behind my back for writing something recently about friendships and um, it, the question on Quora was, on the German Quora was, how do you choose your your clique your your circle of friends and i wrote something like i never really had a clique i was friends with anyone and everyone and i felt that was okay and i actually felt that that was more valuable because i still have good connections to most people um and on the other hand of course i don't have friendships that were that strong but um i get along well with everybody and i felt that was worth it and i feel good about that they for some reason they got it like in the wrong ear and then they thought they were like second class friends or whatever and then what do they do of course they talk behind my back so um i just recorded a voice message earlier today which i'm going to send to them because uh, i only have their facebook and facebook doesn't take voice recordings longer than one minute 
Anyway, so I would directly openly address it to them and said like, sorry if you felt this way, blah, 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 but I wish you would talk to me and so on, right? So it's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do what a good leader, what I think a good leader would do. Um, but that's this whole thing in a nutshell, right? Like writing for me and being open about my life and, and my shortcomings even is part of my legacy. I'm, that's what I do. I write, right? Uh, and if I have views that might be not uncommon, right, or challenge authority or whatever, I'm going to share those views. And if I know not everyone's going to like it. So what, right? I mean, okay, so these people don't write. These people don't do anything special, the, the two that trashed me specifically. So... <clears throat> so fine right they don't want what i want so they don't have to challenge authority but that's why probably in 500 years no one will remember them and hopefully there'll be like one person that remembers or finds something i wrote and read it so that's really it in a nutshell and i mean you can't you the first thing is you can't worry about the authority, but I find that's sort of the easy part, right? Because the authority is like some arbitrary rule and you can go over it, cross it, and so on, and see what happens. I think the much harder part about challenging authority is to realize that you will get judged by other people too. So you have to learn to deal with the opinions that come from challenging authority. I think that's the much bigger problem for most people and what holds them back. So don't worry about that. And the last one, I think that's pretty obvious after your biggest loss you have to ride get back up on the horse and get back um get back on the horse get back in there and keep practicing and just treat it like it's no big deal so this is what i learned from nelson mandela i wonder what you learned both from the summary and maybe if you watch the movie or or read his wikipedia page or whatever so if you learned something else about this insanely insanely inspiring man Please do share it with me, nick at nicholasgooker.com, and I will see you on the next summary.